Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us tonight on uh, Southpaw's Tales from the Barstool. I am your host, uh, JD, and to my right, as always, is my beautiful wife, Cat. Like always, like the I got hot, no, funny one. Like well, I got nothing better to do. You don't have anything better to do. Stop it. <laughs> we have no fucking life. We're boring. Uh, excuse me, sir. I passed a medical board examination today and got an advanced certification, advanced license. So suck it. She has been yes. studying her ass off I for I a 94 weeks. on a medical board today, so I'm just saying. So, yeah, she's a badass. So I need to put that in her description. The hot, funny, and badass one. Yeah, you never put smart one, but you never leave I put out smart hot. Well, I married you because you're hot, not because of your brains. Wow! Hey. I don't, I don't think that's good. No, that's, that's great. <laughs> I still oogle your goodies after 20 years. I should say something. So um, if you are I joining... I you would <laughs> oogle my brain. I don't care. That didn't come out. <laughs> wow. Never, no, never mind. Disregard. Take never that out in post. Uh, if you are joining us live, make sure you go to StreamYard.com slash Facebook. Give them permission to see your name. That way we can see who's making the comments. Um, tonight we've got a special guest, Dr. Tony Brooks. He was the uh, part of the 75th Ranger Regiment. Um, who was on the rescue and recovery mission for Operation Wed Wings. Um, if you don't know what that is, that was lone survivor Marcus Luttrell. Uh, Marcus gets all the uh, the glory for living. Um, Tony needs some glory for making sure that shit happens, so we'll give him that tonight. Um, man, that really came off insensitive, but I don't give a shit. Uh, we're moving forward. <laughs> Make sure that you check out all and of our... Place, <laughs> husband, people. Good job, sweetie. So with all of our eight followers are now down to six. So yep, that yep. was fun. We, we, we appreciate that run. one. We had a good run. <laughs> Three years was good, right? We had a good run. So you, know, uh, you can check out all of our old train wreck episodes at YouTube and any of your favorite podcasting platforms under the name Southpaw's Tales from the Barstool. Yeah, man. Um, tonight... Since we have a ranger on the show, we are drinking a beer from Ranger Creek uh, Distilling and Brewery. If you want to grab us some beers, I'll get the it banner is up. the San Antonio Lager is what I had to check because there was a few by them that we actually liked. So we got to try them, as y'all saw at the, um, the, beer well, summit. the beer summit that we went to. What was that, a year ago? And Almost a year ago, yeah. So we got to try several of theirs, their whiskey, and then uh, several of their beers. This is one of the ones we liked. So, so yeah, it's a, it's a lager. They're based in San Antonio, so this is the San Antonio lager. It's a 5.2% alcohol ball by volume. <laughs> There's um, all kinds of other acronyms on here with numbers, and I don't know what any of them mean, so I'm not going to read them all off. You can check them out on their website. B-R-I-X. Uh, 12.5 IBU 15 so an SRM3 so if you if you are beer smart and you yeah. want to help educate us uh, beer dumb people please go ahead and put it in the comments and let us know what it is and with that I'm cracking my open drinking oh well uh, cheers fucker like damn Ooh, that's seriously fucking tasty didn't even cheers me didn't tap the you're table. taking too long Taking too long. So let's, uh, speaking of taking too long, let's move on with our sponsors so we can get into into it with our guest, Dr. Tony Brooks. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's, your, that's your cue. Oh, oh, We're goddamn professionals here. He didn't even give me a chance to talk about, like, like fisting that like button or anything. So I, I he's kind of, I was, I thought you were taking over tonight. So our first sponsor, like always, is 5 by 5 Brewing Company, Battleborn, Texas-made veteran brewing company based in Mission, Texas, co-founded by Army vet George Rice with beers like the 40-millimeter stout, Burnett Bombshell, and the Foo Bar, which J.D. was drinking earlier tonight. It's no surprise this brewery is taking over the Texas market from the Valley to the Panhandle. Ask your local bar, restaurant, or grocer to start carrying 5 by 5 Brewing Company today. You can get a hold of them at uh, 956-445-5421. You can get their information on facebook.com forward slash 5x5brewing or go to 5x5brewing.com. Or you can email them at info at 5x5brewing.com. Man, that was probably the best read you've done so far. Mm, Let's see if you can keep it up. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, our next sponsor is Oemoji Construction, Marine Vet Seth Knox and Matt Anders. General Contracting Services. Oh, see, I already fucked oh. it up. I already fucked 
you put too much pressure on me. So general contractor service in the greater Houston, Texas area with a focus on concrete. No job too big or too small from residential to commercial and industrial foundations and pads. OMOG Construction has you covered. You can get their information at omogco.com, facebook.com forward slash omogco or Instagram omogco. And a little, little sneak preview. They are, uh, they're, they're getting ready to open a food truck, not OMOG food truck, but they're getting ready to open one in, in the Houston area. And I can't wait. It's going to be tacos and everybody loves tacos. We have, you know how far of a drive it is to Houston, freaking Texas. Like that, who cares? They better be good ass <laughs> tacos. Like I better get some asada. I better get some cilantro. I don't know. All that good shit. So our next sponsor is Quick Start Mortgage Group, powered by You Mortgage, owned by Nathan Einkorn, who who is a proud member of the Vetted VA. Um, it's the convenience of an online lender, only with better rates and dedicated staff of highly trained mortgage brokers to make sure your mortgage process goes smoothly. Um, you can get a hold of them at neinkorn at umortgage.com. That's the letter U, um, 720-980-9988. Uh, Facebook at Quick Start Mortgage Group and Instagram at Colorado Mortgage Broker. Um, like I said, they do specialize in uh, VA loans. So if you're looking for one of those, they're not going to add on a bunch of bullshit uh, yeah. fees and crap like that, like so many predatory lenders do. So make yeah, sure you get a their, hold of them. They have their own total differently bullshit. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They, no, no, they don't have like bullshit. I was fees. just kidding. It's oh, crazy. <laughs> and finally, our last sponsor for tonight is uh, my ah. favorite entrepreneurial magazine oh, no. shift advanced life design which i've been featured in three times toot, toot. Toot, toot. yep toot I'm, gonna, I'm gonna need that chiropractor to fix my <laughs> my back from patting it so much oh my god yeah i'm sure i'm sure <laughs> but uh the entire staff of shift advanced life design is air force veterans uh active reserves guard retired etc um dr rob garcia is in fact a uh air force master sergeant himself um, but you can get all kinds of great business advice, interviews, and more there. You can go to uh, shiftlifedesign.com. Uh, make sure you go check out all of the old um, publications there where you can find me featured three times. God damn, this feels so good. That was, That's my that only claim only to two. fame. So. That was only two. That was actually We'll, we'll get back at it. Oh. And then finally... <laughs> you want me to do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You uh, Knucklehead Media Group, who does our editing and distribution with Marine veteran Stephen Cologne. Covering all of your podcasting and media needs from audio and video editing to strategy planning to global online distribution. This professional team of ex experts takes your idea and makes it a reality while providing you the knowledge and experience to help you grow your audience and reach. You can get their information at knucklehead.agency, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, knuckleheadmg. Outstanding. Awesome. So without further ado, we're going to bring our guest on, Mr. Or excuse me, Dr. y'all are here for Tony us. Brooks. And as a quick reminder for everybody, if you are joining us via Facebook, make sure you go to StreamYard.com slash Facebook so we can see who's uh, making the comments. Um, Jean says, did Kat change her hair? Yes, she did. Uh, we're not going to talk about it's that right now. We're about, bringing... It's not about me, Jean. It's, it's about, about Dr. Me. Tony Brooks tonight. Gene uh, Sticko was a guest uh, earlier this year and uh, during our first year, but he's actually put his hat in the ring for presidential candidate this year. Um, he's an Air Force veteran. So just something for so, for, yeah, for thought. So, Dr. Tony, what do you have to offer? We have a presidential <laughs> candidate here asking questions. <laughs> I have nothing to offer on that front. But, you know, as a chiropractor, you, you made a couple of chiropractic jokes. And I'm actually looking at your sign that says on air right now. Yes. And I don't know if anyone else noticed this, but it is crooked. Oh yeah, it's it not is. crooked. Uh, is my camera is crooked? crooked. It's our camera's crooked. My camera's crooked. I can see it. It's one tilted towards him, and yeah. then two, it's like off kilter. So it's not the sign. No, the it's sign is extremely the level. The camera is not. <laughs> so okay. um, I was like, it better not be. Oh no, no, it's cool. Like we do with everybody, man. We want to give you a, a good three minutes to give yourself uh, your intro, plug whatever words you want to plug, uh, websites, books courses, anything you want to do, your, your chiropractic business, all that stuff, uh, your three minutes starts now. All right. So I'm Dr. Tony Brooks. I have a chiropractic clinic in Conroe, Texas, uh, Freedom Chiropractic. I named it that for a very specific reason. I moved from Washington State to Texas, and I'm a veteran, so freedom is very, very important to me. Which so they don't have in Washington State. They don't. And I, I'm happy to say I'm loving Texas. 
and I'm never leaving here ever. <laughs> um, the reason I'm on the show though, is because not because I'm an awesome chiropractor is because I wrote a book. I wrote a book, uh, leave no man behind. It's about the rescue of Marcus Luttrell in Afghanistan in 2005. I happen to be, and I, actually I, I got to correct something. I saw an ad or a note that said, I led the team to rescue Marcus. No, I was actually the lowest ranking person there. Oh, I was misinformed then. I will have These to uh, correct all those. It's okay. Um, it's kind of funny because I was literally the lowest ranking person there. So I was the newest, youngest, um, bushy tailed private on the mountain. I had no clue what I was in for. Um, if you want to read about it, it's leave no man behind. You can check it out at, uh, drtonybrooks.com. I, I think that's quick, enough. Sweet and to the, to the point. Yeah. yeah. If JD could read a little faster and would have read your whole book, you know, or at least the first chapter, <laughs> put it down that you didn't lead the team. <laughs> I was, uh, uh, I'm not going to name any names, but the person, uh, I was pretty sure that the person that introduced us said that you let it, or maybe I just misunderstood. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. you were part of a team. You were part of something way cooler than I ever was. I mean, hell yeah. And, and it's it. kind of one of those thrust in, in thrust into situations. It's not like you asked to be part of that. Obviously. Um, I, Did you just burp? yeah, it happens. So I don't want to talk about your book too much. Cause I want people to go and read it, uh, for themselves. It was a good read. Uh, I just have one issue with it. And that is a reference to Lord of the Rings. Actually, I think, I think that the, the, um, I think star Wars would have been way better than okay, Lord look, of the Rings. How dare you? <laughs> For one. Two, I was going to say, anyone who starts <laughs> off talking about Lord of the Rings in their book and making a reference to that, mad props. I, I'm, yeah, I'm in. I'm 100% in. <laughs> I, I will 100% say that was not my idea at all. <laughs> really? <laughs> not at it all. Was... It was my uh, co-author. He said, have you ever seen that movie? And I'm like, no, I'll go watch it. And I, and I went and watched it. And I'm like, actually, we can use that as an intro. It was all Bob Welch. It was not me. I went along with it because I thought it was perfect. Yeah, it is. It's really good. It yeah. makes a lot of sense. And I'm not going to ruin it for anybody uh, watching or listening, but uh, it definitely makes sense, especially once you get into the book and everything where you go through these epic sagas and you get home and it's like no one even realized you were gone. So you're kind of. Yeah, like looking at you right now. You're like a part of the ambiance. Yeah, looking at you right now, I would have never, ever, ever guessed you're a ranger. Um, Rude. What does no, that mean? I, th no, he just—he's got a very unassuming look about him. It's—it's it's it's the not... perfect. I, I love it because it, anytime I go on the news, they're like, "So uh, you're the guest?" Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I—I I don't. I don't care really. I—I don't. I don't have an ego or anything. But a lot of it is because these glasses like if i wasn't wearing the glasses it wouldn't be as big a deal but this makes me look really nerdy is that it no, no. It's not it, it, what, what, what you need is the overshaped beret and the half can of copenhagen in your lip you and then you'd be perfect ranger material you need just a little bit more attitude for all his wasn't your brother an army ranger yeah yeah he was and then was look look at my brother who was a ranger uh some of our friends uh paul oh yeah uh, and, and but they look like the typical cliche oh, cliche Rainer. yeah yeah square jaw even yeah. the beard is like yeah i can perfect yes. i'm like God, uh -huh. yeah. that beard didn't be so bad <laughs> yeah jd bought a beard straightener to like live up to that oh my <laughs> shit is so nappy if i don't use that straightener like beard straightener it looks i'm not gonna say what it looks like when when, when i don't do it pubes. everyone knows <laughs> <laughs> oh i was everyone. gonna say worse shit than pubes oh, but, were you? oh yeah <laughs> So you clearly did not straighten him right now, like a homeless man sitting in front of one. So I, I've, I've got to ask some of the obvious questions um, oh, outside of the book. One? Like, can I ask? One okay, thing? ask. Okay, my question is: chiropracting after being an army ranger is it because your back hurts from carrying Marcus Luttrell? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Although he is a really big guy and I'm not big. I'm 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 five ten. He's what six four, six five. Yeah, he's a gigantic dude. He's huge. Um, but no, he he, <laughs> he definitely could throw me around pretty easily. But yes, my back was jacked up when I got out of the military. So that's how it ended up kind of 
unfolding. So I was on the right path. It just wasn't yeah. particularly Marcus Luttrell. It was just fine. No. Your turn. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Now I forgot what, I, what question I was going to ask because you fucked me all up. Uh, sorry. Really? Man, you. Oh, I really. It was right there. Yeah, it so was right there. You said you're in your kids' playroom. How many kids do you have? I have two kids. I have a, a nine year old and a tomorrow a six year old. Oh, wow. Boys. Happy girls. birthday. Boy is my oldest, and my daughter is the one that's turning six tomorrow. Oh, you got one of each, you bastard. We got we have three boys, so it's nothing but lots of testosterone. Nuts and wings peeps, all around there's here. There's peeps everywhere. <laughs> there's I'm pretty sure that I can probably throw a stick and hit urine. I don't know. It's weird. Well, I will yeah. tell you that uh my son is the calm and collected one, and my daughter is the one that's gonna knock somebody out. What? So, yeah. I love a ball busting woman. I love yeah. it. Just Encourage like her mother. That. <laughs> I love it. Mm. I'm kind of glad we didn't have girls because I thought, you know what? I don't need to compete with another woman with my fucking attitude. Like I can barely handle myself. So there's no way I can deal with another one. Like mm -mm, I'm good. No. I'm good. There's no fucking way I'm in good. hell I can handle another you. <laughs> <laughs> I say that with love. <laughs> well, you can't even handle me. Like, I, what in the fuck are you talking about? Another me? Like handle the first one. Damn. You're right. Get your get your girl. You better get your girl. <laughs> so I remember what I was gonna ask now. So oh, so do you and, and Marcus still stay in touch, or is it kind of just like a uh short-lived trauma bond and now Does it's kind of know, know your name? <laughs> Honestly, I, I've actually never met Marcus. Really? No, not not after not after the books, not after the movie, none of that uh, stuff. He, I I mean, I reached out to him, but I think he's uh he's at a point where he's like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Yeah, I don't want okay. any association with it. I want it to be done. It was the worst time of my life, and, and I, he has I, to relive it. Yeah, yeah, and then all the fame that came from from it. I mean, I think that was not exactly what he had in mind, but it happened. I don't know. Do you I, think he? I, I don't think I don't want you to speak for him, but do you think that he wrote the book for the same reason where you did, just to kind of get your thoughts down, get them out of your head, and also to let other people just know what honestly kind of shit people deal with? From what I've heard, like I don't think he wanted to write it at all. I Whoa. think uh, I think it was probably a lot of people kind of poking him trying to get him to do it he just finally did it but i don't i don't know i don't take him as a guy that that wanted to write a book at all i don't know his cameo in range 15 was pretty fucking funny though it yes it like, was <laughs> is this a marcus latrell show no i'm is getting it all done and out of the way because there's people that obviously <laughs> want to know about it so i'm asking the questions and then we're gonna move fucking forward <laughs> jesus christ lady she loves Marcus, I can tell. I am I'm, I'm I'm good. Like, I mean, I get it. He had to share his story and stuff. So that's so good for him. And I guess that's probably how he felt. Like, I'm gonna write the book and close this proverbial chapter of my life. And then it exploded, and then there was a movie, and then now he can't even fucking go to a restaurant. So kind of feel bad for the guy. Yeah, well, I mean, what he went through and and what you did being part of the, the rescue and recovery team not to downplay what you did but there are thousands of other stories like that that just haven't been told or well that's why the books they haven't been good. told outside of the vfw or they you know or outside of a therapy group it's just that's yeah. just one of many 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 stories and i'd actually say that's why tony's book it may be a little better for them just because it is pretty gripped in reality it's not one story it's not one instance it's you know this is it was underwhelming it's not what you walk in expecting and it's like it's not pretty it's not, no, not at fun all. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes it very relatable like someone could read your book and be like yeah fuck that guy you know or <laughs> it's like yeah been yeah. there done that and <laughs> yeah it's definitely not a hero story it's not one you're like oh my gosh that guy's amazing when you leave that book, <laughs> you leave the book saying, like, that was awful. I'm glad he's told that story because it, it's it's uh, interesting. 
Um, I think it's important that the country knows that this happened, but then it's done, right? That, that's how it goes. <laughs> it's just a story. Yeah, yeah and, and I, I really appreciate the, the whole, the idea of just civilians don't know and not all veterans are willing to talk about it or never get the opportunity to talk about it. So it, it you know, I, I didn't do anything as cool as you or, or, you know, being a ranger, like ex excluding that mission in general, just being a ranger and jumping out of planes. I never got to, I was a dirty leg and didn't get to do any of that cool shit. I don't, I don't know like, what dirty leg means, but I, I it emphatically means... agree that you are. <laughs> a, a leg is somebody that, that is not airborne, does not jump out of planes, just stuck on the ground. Got it. Thanks. Honestly, it's a harder job. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> But um, yeah, it, it was, it's kind of a joke in the military that we have this pecking order that it doesn't really exist, but we make it up because we're bored. Yeah. So <laughs> we, we give everybody names and, and infantry that don't jump out of airplanes, they're dirty legs. So yeah. Got it. <laughs> it's, but, it's it really, but, I, but mean, I, still even, I even found the book relatable, not because I was in the military because I wasn't, but it's uh so I work in the medical field and you walk into it thinking I'm going to save lives daily and I'm going to get, you know, all this. I don't know. I don't know if I expected praise or thank yous or people recognition. I don't know what I expected, but I come home covered blood, not sweat, urine and feces and none of it's mine. So it's, yep. <laughs> I mean, there was that one time it really is. Yeah, it is. It's, it's very thankless. And then you walk off like, wow. And then there's that one freaking moment where it's all worth it. And you're like, all right. So I'm, uh, and you're like, fuck this, fuck this job. We'll see, see you tomorrow. tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you just like, you go home, you cry in the shower like a winner, and you go back in the next day for the same freaking torture. So yeah, I get it. I get it. All, all it takes is that one, right? It does. And see, with me, with my job, it's a little easier. I work in a neonatal intensive care unit. So when you see a baby go home after three months, it's yeah. everything's freaking worth it. Everything. The screaming, the crying, the uh, coding, the everything. Yeah, you have oh, cats no. that just walk into your room. I, I just had a dog open the door and walk in. <laughs> he wants to say hi. There he is. Oh, I Ranger. saw a nose. His name is Ranger. His name's Ranger. Yeah. Sorry, we have a dog named Whiskey. Yeah, he just <laughs> he just opened the door and came in here and. Ranger, come here. He <laughs> <know>. Hi, <laughs> Mrs. Brooks. <laughs> come on, Ranger. Come on. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, yeah. <laughs> I That's... love our show. This Don't worry, awesome. we will not edit that out in post. Nope. It stays in. Ranger, you were just talking about how you have cats that invade your show, and I just yeah. they do, yes, which I'm surprised they haven't come through. Oh, yet. they did right before them, that's why I brought it up. Yeah, <laughs> so awesome. Well, Ranger is forever immortalized via YouTube and StreamYard and everything. So, I've heard that, that Ranger selection is not special forces but a leadership school. What is your opinion on that? Oh, good question. So ranger school is mostly a leadership school. That is correct. So it's grueling. It's absolutely brutal. But um, the only reason it's grueling and you're tired and hungry is because they're trying to simulate the wartime environment. So they take away your food and your sleep. Um, but the whole purpose of the school is to teach you how to lead troops that are tired and hungry. It's, it, I mean, the hardest part is actually getting other people to listen to you when they're tired and hungry. That is the hardest part of that course. Because obviously when you're in charge and I have a question. you are uh, being graded on something, you're instantly awake. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you haven't slept in days. You're just awake, you do your job, and everyone else is falling asleep on you. So it is, it's a okay, I, leadership. Yeah, I have a very sincere question for you. Have you thought about starting your own school with the same principle, but for people who want to become parents? Like, we're going to sleep deprive oh. you. We're going to take away your food. And then you got to control the attitude of your little mini me. Honestly, I would say that Ranger School prepared me for being a parent. More than 
in life. <laughs> Man, we should have gone to ranger school. Like we should have gone to ranger school. Damn. We have a feral yeah. one somewhere. So yeah. Yeah. Right. Been super. Awful because they don't sleep and they take away your food. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'd, I'd, uh... And then they climb in your bed and kick you in your sleep. And then you're like, <laughs> oh, good. Because I hadn't slept in three days. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> I remember in basic training, I did the the tryout for the pararescue in the Air Force. And uh, I got all the way to like the last thing of the tryouts, which is, I think it's like a thousand meter swim or so. I can't remember what the distance was, but it's a long swim. And this is after you've done push-ups, sit-ups, pull-ups, a run, march across base, four other different swim things. And then it was the long swim. You get like a quarter way into it. I'm like, do I want to do this for the next four years of my fucking life? <laughs> And so then I just kept swimming until like two or three people quit. And I'm like, all right, I wasn't the first. This, I wasn't the second. Now I can quit. Explains my husband. <laughs> Could he have done it? Yeah. But does he want to? I, honestly, it, I think it was in everybody's <laughs> best interest for me oh, not yeah. to follow through with the mindset I was in. I was extremely immature. Like I'm fucking immature now at 43, but I was really immature. Choir. You're preaching. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think if my body could hold up to it, I could finish something like that now with my mentality. But then, mm. even if I could have finished it then, boy, I don't think it would have been boy, a good idea. I, I, I know you're only like like 50, but your body is not 50. <laughs> my your, body's like 80. Your knees alone are at least 100. <laughs> so, so how does one go from ranger to chiropractor? Like he that's such a said that no he no he's his back in the military yeah he fucked up his back but that did, everybody fucked up their back and I've never seen anybody else go to chiropractic like how does one yeah. make that decision I'm like the only one that's a ranger chiropractor so oh. I, I think the only the only reason that I ended up going that route is because I couldn't find a solution to my problem I tried a whole bunch of things and I just it just never went away um, and and my wife actually is the one that said go to my chiropractor, I go to the chiropractor and get this fixed. And I remember blatantly saying, I'm not going to one of those kooks or quacks that isn't even a real doctor. I'm not. <laughs> I, I straight up said that to her and boy, do I regret that now. <laughs> like, so do you consider yourself a real doctor? <laughs> um, I consider myself a real doctor more than a lot of doctors. <laughs> nice. Because so do, you actually, do you have to go to medical school before you go to like, is that like a specialty? So chiropractic is a, is a, has its own four year education after your undergrad. Got it. So it's um, like med school is after your undergrad. Chiropractic school is a four year school after your undergrad. Got it. So it's, it's very similar, but obviously we're not learning uh, about treating things with medication. We're looking at how do you move the body? How do you nourish the body um, and how do you make people healthier without drugs and surgery? Homeopathic, hmm, like a deal. No, yeah. food. no, home, no homeopath. <laughs> no, home <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking, I'm talking about like food and exercise. So my lower back was killing me all the time when I was getting fatter. And then once I started being more active and not sitting down all the fucking time, it made a difference. I don't know. It, it honestly, that's probably the, the key to most people's back problems is you don't move enough. That's why your back hurts. Or, well, I don't know. I've injured my back <laughs> like twice in the last three years. Not that they were my fault. One was a injury sustained at our Muay Thai gym. I rolled a bag that weighed more than I did on top of me to like, it's a ground and pound technique where you roll it on top of you and like punch them from below. Well, I guess I twisted wrong and I seized up my sacrum. So that was one. So I actually had to see a chiropractor for that. The second time I slipped on a pool of blood while I was coding a baby and, um, tore ligaments down my spine. Oh, lovely. So that, yeah, that they did not send me to chiropractor for it was also workman's comp. So they sent me whatever quack doctor they decided to couldn't even see an ortho, nothing. It took months to recover from that. And even yeah, was, still, I still will wake up or if I work out too hard, I still have not gone back to a high energy workout, like a high intensity, like I did before. It really has 
taken its toll on me. It's very difficult to trust my back because if I do try anything high impact, I'm regretting it for days after and it's devastating. So it sucks. That does not sound fun. <laughs> no. I'm sure you can't do much for that though. <laughs> so a, do you use your, your Ranger past as a way to market your, uh, hey, hey, let him finish the, what'd you yeah, say? Yeah, I, I see some pretty messed up backs. I see people with, I mean, I had Harrington rods come in. They refused from L3 to T3. Uh, I see people with, you know, natural fusions, disc injuries, uh, tears all over the place. So maybe it depends. It depends on what exactly is going on with you. Got it. Uh, a lot. How much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> He's a chiropractor, not a psychiatrist. Oh, sorry, my bad. We'll talk later. <laughs> so how hard was it to get into chiropractor school after uh, bush diving? What is bush so diving? After, after bush diving. Oh, bush diving. Oh, boy. Oh, please tell me. I have no so, clue what this is, but you put it in, in the... Uh... If it sounds filthy, but so, maybe he's skydiving into a bush. I don't know. Essentially. That's essentially what it is. So when we were... Oh. At, so a lot of my buddies, we were in Columbus, Georgia during Ranger indoctrination program, which is basically the program you have to get through to be assigned to the 75th Ranger Regiment. And uh, they would give us, we were in the pre-hold for it. So we weren't technically in the course yet. We were kind of in limbo and they gave us weekends off, which is a horrible, horrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a great idea. Go on. <laughs> for, for the weekends, we would go into Columbus, Georgia, and we'd rent a hotel room, all of us, like five or six of us in one room, and we would just go out to the bars. Well, one night, one of my buddies, well, I think it actually might have been my idea, to be honest. <laughs> uh, there was a bush, and I think I slipped and fell into it and like reached in into the bush, and it was like a pillow. I'm like what? There's no branches in this bush. Like, it's just a huge pillow. And so I just jumped into it. And of course, everyone laughs, like thinking I fell in there. And I'm like, no, no, you got to jump into this bush. It's the softest bush you've ever felt. So next thing you know, <laughs> six guys, like climbing on top of this retaining wall, like jumping into this bush. <laughs> so and every weekend, every weekend, we would find this, I don't even know, what I wish I knew what kind of bush it was, because it's the softest thing you've ever felt um we would find this bush and someone would try to one-up you like all right you're gonna jump into off that that wall i'm gonna jump off that balcony and never the, the craziest thing ever one of my buddies decides we're pre-gaming right in the hotel room and he literally runs straight out the front door of this hotel room off the front balcony over the wall into the bush second story all, nice. of us, all of us thought he was dead. I was like, was he injured at least? Not at all. Damn, he deserved to be. Oh. He's like, I didn't expect it to be that hard. <laughs> oh my gosh. So this was, it became a tradition. Every single weekend, we were trying to find ways to one up each other on that. Wow. That doesn't sound like military people at oh all. Oh my gosh, no, it sounds exactly all. like JD. I swear to God, he would be. Did you just use that to wipe your eye? Disgusting. Yeah, my eye itches. Oh my it burns. gosh. So JD and his friends would jump off roofs into pools and off balconies and crap. And I'm like, these guys are the most idiotic. I have to have one of them put a baby in me because they're so stupid. <laughs> I triumphed. <laughs> yes. I think that says oh, more yes. about you. I think it says more about you than it does about them. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, how much time you got, dog? <laughs> I think I think one of the one of the funniest drinking stories I have oh, no. was uh with oh, no. Eric, one of my best friends. Uh I've been out of the service for 20 years now and we still talk regularly. Um we left the bars one night and then went to a local grocery store and uh tactically acquired um a shopping cart, threw it in the back of the truck. I do tactically really acquired. Got it. Tactically acquired. And then uh parked the truck about a half block away from a taco cabana. And it's like three in the morning. Um, I stripped down nothing but socks and a smile. Uh and they pushed me through the taco cabana drive through where I made like a hundred and fifty dollar order this of is breakfast tacos. To sound like a lot like our first date. <laughs> like a lot like our first date. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then so I made this huge order of shit that I had no means of paying for. Oh no. And they are pushing me through the drive-thru and they just go by by the window and I'm just like waving as we go by and then somebody's on the other side of the drive-thru or the truck we leave the shopping cart there i jump back in and then uh, Again. So you didn't even see if they made the food like no 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 i wasn't gonna stick around and it was a little chilly no but so. she was like there's plenty of beef out there for us to use for this order <laughs> uh, there wasn't that much asada there it was a little chilly yeah it was chilly Aww. it's okay Aww. Yeah, this sh- like I hear college students talking about their funny drinking stories. I'm like, you just they just can't compete with the stupidity of military drinkers. Oh my gosh! So I saw this meme the other day. It was talking about, oh, do you remember in college where you didn't care about throwing a uh, ping pong ball around and hitting the ground? Then it's in the beer you're drinking, and like, I'm like, what the fuck? I was playing beer pong like two days ago (laughs) i'm like really upset by this meme like these are as judgy assholes out here (laughs) (laughs) something else you had mentioned in the uh the form i had sent you was was uh rip hold or rip hold yeah what is that that so that's the that's the rip hold was ranger indoctrination program at the time we went through, it was 2004. Oh, okay, okay. That's the name of the program? That was or the name. when you were in limbo? Yeah, that you're in limbo. Like, there's so many people there because we're in war, so everyone wants to be a ranger. And they throw you in this condemned barracks <laughs> and let you be <laughs> crazy. All right, so I don't know if I'm going to get you in trouble or not right now, but you talk about a bartender in... in your book that you wanted to marry did you marry yeah. her is that the one you is married? that your it wife is. now yeah she's i think already in bed <laughs> <laughs> i'm the bartender he married yep she's the bartender i married the day we met the day i got out of out of the military and moved back home yeah i was oh, bartending wow. to pay my way through college so there you go yeah <laughs> so he saddled his wagon to my whatever <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> but but did you have to ask her like for six months for a date? Because I did. No. But... No, I just had to ask her a ton of times to marry me. Yeah, I was like, "You're no." <laughs> You're she made me do it the right way. I actually had to go and ask her dad. And uh... and he had to get a real job, and he had to get his own car, and he had to get his own. Place. Oh yeah, I, had I was very I was a piece of shit. Stipulations, <laughs> and the fucker tried to ask me to marry him before he met those stipulations, and I was like, I said no until. Man, how met. your standards have dropped since then. <laughs> I know. Now I'm like, can you just close the door so the kids don't hear? <laughs> can, you put the, can you put the toilet seat down, please? Oh shit! <laughs> Still working on that one. <laughs> well, that's it. That's. I mean, it, getting him house broke has been interesting. He pees in my yard. When it's he's the drinking ba- with It's his my friends. backyard, and it's fine. It's right outside the door. I mean, we live in a neighborhood, a very nice neighborhood, and there's houses that can see his junk from their windows. I'm in the shadow. It's still- fine. I don't know that it's that big a deal, to be honest. No, I don't like. I don't like. He's my our guest, so he's right. Being my my men's room or whatever you call it well at least i don't feel oh good thanks (laughs) (laughs) how is that helpful tony god (laughs) oh well i'd pee there and i'm a doctor oh oh okay now i'm I'm starting to see it there we go well come on over and piss in my yard i guess but i might take you up on that <laughs> anyway, if you want to come to the beach, we're down here. I mean, wait, where you're in Conroe? Oh, so that's like north of San Antonio, right? That's where no, you're at. Houston. You what? Or Houston, Houston? That's what I meant. So, how far are you from Galveston then? Uh, a little over an hour. A little over an hour. Yeah. Yeah, we're probably frozen, but still, we're close to the beach. Yeah, I, I haven't been to Galveston, and I've never been to Galveston. I'll be honest. He talks about Galveston, and I was like, must be 20, 21 years. It's been. 21 years so what kind of ladies were you banging in galveston right before i met you (laughs) Mm -hmm. filthy he used to date strippers i was military come on (laughs) i'm surprised you didn't marry one then don't know all mary strippers i didn't marry any strippers 
So that's good. Yeah, that is good. He wants a fucking medal because he didn't hear So, Tony, tell her what uh, uh, what are the safety briefs right before you go on lib? Every It doesn't matter where you're stationed, what your job is, what is the safety brief that everybody gets? Oh, please tell me. I mean, it definitely involves strippers. It always involves strippers. Like um, to tell, condoning it? They Well, depends on who's the first sergeant is, but how we used to do it was... <laughs> He would always say, bring a buddy, wrap it up, and what was the last one? Oh, don't buy a car. <laughs> what was the other one? Uh, gosh, he had a few that he would always use. But yes, and don't marry a stripper. That was always it. And don't marry, okay, because like, I've stripper. seen jokes about that, like safety briefings, like don't get fucked up and steal a car. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't planning on it. Okay, don't marry a stripper. I don't even know what. And like I've seen, I mean, it was pretty hilarious actually. They did have to add one to our safety brief that I don't know. If was, it be- this one. Was, was it don't because rob, of you? Don't rob a bank. Because apparently some rangers decided to rob a bank in Tacoma. <laughs> oh, shit! Nice! Yeah, so that was, that was part of our safety brief from then on. Oh, special ops robbing a bank. I bet they were stealthy as fuck. That is awesome. I mean, apparently they weren't stealthy as fuck. Because <laughs> they got cut. They, they, they might have been like marginally pretty, stealthy. They pretty much. It's a, I mean, you can find these articles online about it because it was a big deal. But the, the uh, FBI agent said it was one of the most tactically sound robberies they've ever seen. But, but they were so dumb. <laughs> that they'd used their own car as the getaway car. Oh my God. And they cut off an old lady at the bank and the old lady called the police on them for cutting her off. Yes, <laughs> that's how they got caught. Shut the fuck up. So it's always the small had, details. If they had to cut off the old ass Karen, they wouldn't have been, oh. They probably would have got away with it. Damn. Yeah. That's and now just... one of the guys is in jail probably for the rest of his life because he, Tried to kill the other guys that he was in the robbery with, and then he threatened the DA. Yeah, it's it's a quite interesting one. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, a, a classy crowd. Wow. I mean, I kind of want to see how they pulled it. Like, I mean, am I the only one that wants to pull videos on this? I know. Like, I want to see the footage. I want to see. Oh, let's let's pull receipts on this shit. I want to <laughs> see it now. I'm there excited. Are, there are a couple of pretty good articles that kind of go through to the play-by-play, and you're like, "Wow, that was legit." Right. <laughs> I think they, I think they were in there for 90 seconds total, and they left with like 80 grand or something like that, somewhere around there. Oh, dude, they must have watched Point Break a bunch. Oh no, I was gonna say fun with Dick and Jane is really funny. Um, as my way worse. Yeah, no, they I had a, just... they had a guy yelling out the time hacks like 30 seconds, 60 seconds. 90 seconds and then just left. That's cool. So, that's yeah. super cool. I'm surprised it's, it's not a movie yet. It's just one of those <laughs> it will things. Be. I know, but that's the problem. It's like anytime um, I see like those murder shows and it's something legitimate, like I've seen in the emergency room and I'm like, oh yeah, that's like a thing. Like they should, probably shouldn't tell people this because it's really hard to solve murders when they do this. And it was like, ooh, and they just put that on TV. Someone's going to do that. Someone's wife is going to die this weekend, you know? And I'm like, oh shit. So, yeah, I was too later in the yeah. was it, when when you were talking about that story, I was reminded there's a uh, there's a theory about Heath Ledger's Joker character was a uh, discharged Army Ranger, and that's how he was so like tactically badass and all this shit, and then all the PTSD and everything that it, oh, which kind of makes sense from the outside looking in. I could see that. Um, just people, uh, as a disclaimer, if you're thinking about murdering someone using something you saw on TV or robbing a bank using the videos from these people's actions, um, can, can you just like look up the repercussions of your actions? Because like I talk about justifiable homicide with JD all the time. All the and time. And it turns out <laughs> um, just because they piss you off really bad, it doesn't make it justifiable. And um, I haven't done lady on lady action since college, so I can't go to jail. <laughs> So I'm really rusty, like super rusty. And so until I get back into that, I, I, I can't, I can't, it's not justifiable homicide. <laughs> I know I'm sad too. The fact that you've thought it through this far. 
has me really <laughs> concerned. Uh, I don't know who this was, but it, it just says Facebook user because they didn't go to streamyard.com slash Facebook, give her permission to see the name. Okay, so but they asked, uh, did you ever go over potholes and trash besides the road? I uh, did uh, 66,000 miles of convoys in 05, 06 and still have trouble panicking. I mean, I don't drive by lots of piles of trash, but I definitely was more aware of the things on the side of the road. 100%. I still that I'm actually still that way. Um, I noticed the little things on the side of the road, especially like uh, up here in Conroe, we get lots of deer. And you'll have a bunch of, you know, the buzzards and, and big old giant birds around there eating it. So I'm always looking to make sure that they're actual birds and not like trash or potentially an IED, I guess, but um, I'm not that concerned with it. But I definitely look. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'd say that anyone who's been in a lot of convoys overseas in that in that era for sure thinks about it. Um, I, I don't think you should drive through Corpus. <laughs> yeah. The amount of potholes and trash in Corpus it, would, would scare anybody. Mine puts you in a <laughs> catatonic state. It's not I mean only certain neighborhoods. It's not like every neighborhood in Corpus is trashy, but there are definitely neighborhoods in Corpus that yeah, it could be dead body, could be a trash bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, everyone! So, um, I'm part of a veterans group here. It's the uh, Iraq Afghanistan Veterans Organization. It's it's a local thing. It's not a big national thing. It's just it's an excuse for us to get together and drink and barbecue and get all the wives and kids together and hang out. And then we get together and we oh, the wives are invited sometimes. <laughs> um, uh, that was a mistake. But, um, we uh, <laughs> we don't have any money in our bank account because as soon as we get it, we're spending it on veterans in the community. Just just the locals, you know. Just we don't have the funds to to worry about national. We just and so we ended up paying for uh, six veterans to go to um, the Harley Davidson motorcycle class to get their motorcycle license, and uh, the they hold the 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 riding portion of it in the parking lot of an old closed down uh dog race track because it's a gigantic parking lot so it's a perfect spot for it well uh one of the marine veterans goes to relieve himself in the uh bushes off the side of the uh, uh parking lot oh no and uh <laughs> oh no it gets better finds a dead body when he's pissing oh <laughs> Oh, it gets and it's better. it's like it's covered in like because the the whole area has like these unkempt uh, uh, palm trees and stuff. So it's been years where the like the palm fronds have fallen down. So this body and, and it's got like you know it, it's not decomposed yet, but definitely miscolored. Where yeah, and I'm and there less, and then there's some palm right. trolls, palm fronds on it and everything. So they have to stop the whole class. Call the, uh, they call, call the, the police, police, everything like this. Please come court on it off. Before they touch anything, start doing their pictures, snap, snap, snap. After like a three-hour ordeal, turns out it was a sex toy. A very no. realistic silicone sex toy that had discolored in the sun when it was disposed of. Yep. Corpus is staying classy. Someone, yeah. someone broke up with their girlfriend. <laughs> And dumped her. I'm like, why would you throw that away? That thing had to cost a lot of fucking money. Yeah. Like a full body? I mean. Yeah, a full body Yeah, sex toy. It's one of those realistic ones where people like take them around town like they're their girlfriends. Like one of those. It's like, yeah. But even still real funny. And um, he should have just taken it home and, and you know, used an <laughs> onion and cleaned it off. Disassembled it, thrown it in the dishwasher. <laughs> and then he could have had a, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't judge. Whatever you do, you do. You do you, boo. You do you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. So he like pissing on someone's dead body sex doll. <laughs> Seriously, if I didn't have pictures of it, I would. I wouldn't believe it. Yeah. That's it just was, one of those stories. It's, it's just so uh, far fetched. Yeah. It, was it a, took three hours for them to figure that out. They were trying to not disturb the yeah. scene, so they were taking pictures externally and picking up evidence until they examined the body. They were waiting for the medical examiner, I guess, uh, to get there before they touched the body. 
and medical examiner gets there and he's like, yeah, she was never alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was, she never had a pulse. <laughs> Oh man. Oh man. That's that's good shit there. Yeah. I think I'd be pretty embarrassed if I was the cop who called the medical examiner. Um, it could have been worse. I mean, if he had started CPR and given it mouth to mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um and he's like, why does this taste familiar? Oh. <laughs> oh. Too soon? No. That's not oh. well, that's why I married her. <laughs> Get off my counter, woman. See, oh. she was talking about the cats. Yep. They're one of the cats right there. So, oh, go ahead. No, you're good. It's hard to top sex doll CPR. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, where do we go from there? It's... How did we do that? How did we even get there? I. It was. Uh... It was organic. That's how we <laughs> yeah. got there. It happened organically. Adult ADHD. That's how it happened. You don't get into sex dolls organically in a normal adult conversation. <laughs> I don't want to be you. Yeah, fair. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you use your uh, your your ranger background as like a marketing uh, ploy for your for do your you practice? Know? Not really. Most people find out, and they're like. What? <laughs> what? So no, I, I don't. I don't think that would be. A, honestly, I don't know that it would work. Like you here, so? here's an airborne ranger. Let him adjust your neck. <gasps> oh, valid. <laughs> You're like I can kill you. <laughs> yeah, I've had to explain that a few to a few people. Wow. No, actually, no, I don't know how to do that. That's a good. But if I were to do it, I'd do it a little different than this. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't quite be like this, but <laughs> so so how are you paying for this? Yeah. A little yeah. psychological coercion. Another another reason why I never look at the um, balances on people's accounts. <gasps> oh, that's a good point. Never let someone. I never even thought about that. Oh my god! Oh yeah. yeah, unpaid parking tickets galore. No, just the like, like for a doctor. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like unpaid parking tickets, man. So we call it an emergency room. Yep, you get we're a still, lot. We're gonna of... we're we're gonna treat you. We're, yeah. we're we're obligated to like we're we got the Hippocratic oath. We've got so many things backing us. We're gonna treat you, but, but some you don't want to know that. No, you, you just don't want it in your head. And sometimes it's, mm, I think the one thing that pisses us off is like, don't tell us you had chest pain knowing you're going to get a bed first. When you know you don't fucking have chest pain, you just want pain meds. Like that pisses me off. Like you're taking a bed from someone who needs the fucking bed. Like, And, and they all learn the right things to say, don't they? Oh yeah, to get the drugs quicker, what they're allergic to so they can get the better stuff. Oh, they have a, it's like an art Yes, it is. So, what are our viewers? Uh, Chaz says that he's scared to go to the chiropractor. What would you say to anybody that's scared to go? Because I'm sure that there's he's not the only one. No, no, no. I I'd say there's probably a good portion of the population that's scared. But um, honestly, it's one of the safest things you can do as far as um, medicine goes. Um. My malpractice insurance is probably less than most nurses. Really? I pay $1,500 a year Good for my God. malpractice insurance. So clearly, if, if it was real dangerous, those insurance companies would be getting their money. We all know this. Um, and they, it's like nothing. That's the second time this week I'm like, damn, I went in the wrong business. The, <laughs> the first one was... <laughs> There is a person who works at the H-E-B in Corpus Christi who is an H-E-B sommelier. A sommelier. He drinks wine all day so that he can give recommendations all day at H-E-B. And then he does consultation for the higher-end ho hotels, restaurants in Corpus. So the guy probably makes way more money than I fucking do. And he gets to drink wine all day. And then you pay like, ugh, damn. <laughs> I went yeah, to school. Most people, yeah, most people find that out and they're like, how is that possible? It's, isn't it really dangerous? No, it's not. Um, if you have someone who's competent and 
knows what they're, I mean, just barely even knows what they're doing, honestly. It's really hard to mess it up. The motions that we put into people's bodies are normal motion. So it's, it's fair to be scared though, because obviously you've never had it. It's different. It's new. It's think- weird. <laughs> yeah, Chaz, Chaz is talking about uh, he's seen videos where people got yanked by their heads, got yanked with straps. Um, yeah. So are it's you at, like a dominatrix? <laughs> yes, I've seen that. The, the strap, what is it, wife strap, I think? Yeah, that, most people don't do that. But that's I think crazy. that's the only thing that freaks me out is I've seen the videos of like just the neck, like the back stuff. I've seen videos of them cracking backs and realigning yeah. backs. The, that neck. Is, the neck thing freaks me the fuck out where it's like, and you can, it's so, it feels so loud. Good. It feels yeah, so a lot of times, not as loud as it is on the videos, though. Those are all edited. But the the Y strap that he's referring to, the strap, that's, I mean, no one's doing that to me. So, uh, is it like it, an archaic practice now? No, I mean, it has, it does have some therapeutic value for like a very small percentage of people, in my opinion. Like I have some people that are so compressed that they could use that, but I'd say most people, like if they're doing that on everybody, it's it's for YouTube. Oh, cool. Like honestly, I, that's my opinion. But um, I I can see how that's scary. I mean, that's ridiculous. It looks like they're pulling their head off. Yeah, like you see the I ones mean, where it's I'm like a full on chokehold. Just Chaz, I'm married. God. I'll rip your head off for free, bro. <laughs> She will. <laughs> she will. She will. Hey, fold my fold my towels wrong, and I'll crack your neck for you. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, about the towel folding. Does she fold that... it in thirds or in halves? How do you do it? Thirds. Thirds. Yeah, it's always good. thirds. Yeah. Yeah, always thirds. I... If if you fold it in halves like a barbarian, I'm gonna lay into you. Half. Half. Half, half. That's how I always did it until my wife's like, no, we don't do it that way. <laughs> we don't do it that way. I'm not wiping my ass it with it. We don't do it that way anymore. We don't do it. God, do you remember? I don't know. I don't know if you had to do this. Do you remember basics sitting there with tweezers having to make the, the ends of the towel fucking dead even? <sighs> yes, I remember all the using a lighter actually to like burn the little, the little the, fuzzies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm not that bad. Rolling your t-shirts, you still do that? We we didn't roll our t-shirts. We had to fold them in six-inch squares. They had to be folded a very oh. specific way. And it, there was like a, this fucking uh, I template. I actually like the that way they would... he folds his t-shirts. I actually like it. So that's I'm never going to comment on that because I actually like it. Because it prevents the wrinkles and you can see what shirt it is. And it's like, hey. There's something to that folding. See, you learn something valuable in the military. Yeah, how to fold T-shirts. That's- how to fold six-inch squares. Like my underwear, my shirts, my my everything was the same size. Yeah, it's impressive. <laughs> totally worth it. I'm actually <laughs> I think that's probably you one of the only things I-, I carried over was was folding. Yeah, you don't join for the GI Bill. You you join you you join for those six-inch folds. That's, that's it. right. That's it. That and, and how and he hangs up his clothes. They have to be like spaced separately, like so many whatever it is apart, and then they're color coded and lengthwise. Like, yeah, that's blue, but it's long sleeve blue. It has to be. Ugh. Yeah, short sleeve shirts, short sleeve t-shirts, long sleeve t-shirts, short sleeve polos, long sleeve polos, short sleeve button downs, long sleeve button downs, pants on the bottom. Mine is chaos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll whisper to my shirt good luck and like (laughs) choke it at a hanger (laughs) you can tell chaz was navy because he says (laughs) fold and stow (laughs) basic training learning how to fold and stow oh chaz stow i think chaz was a submariner if i remember right knee knocker yeah Oh, there's uh, no fucking way what, I could do that. Chaz, no, we need to all. talk. What year did you get in? I want to make sure that you didn't get some of that asbestos lined. Oh, he said submarines. Yeah, submarines, yeah. Mm, then you're fine. Yeah, there's no fucking way you can get me on a submarine outside of just like a a, a small tour at port. 
Well, oh, I've done those... small tours and I'm about to pass out in those little tours. Really? Oh yeah. No, I hate it. You're good, Chad. Are you are you claustrophobic? I I don't think so. But <laughs> being underwater, just not my thing. So you're never gonna be a seal then. Ever gonna be a seal. <laughs> no, I'm never gonna be that cool. You're right. <laughs> really? <laughs> your your hair's not perfect enough. You're not a big enough douchebag. I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry if you're a seal out there I, and you're watching this. It's my bad. It's just the ones we've met are just total tools. I mean, I know a few that aren't tools, but I also know a lot that are. And they're Actually, still I will say they're still my friends, but I let them know that they're tools. I went to uh, engineering school with a with a guy named Kelsey, and had I not seen his a guy named Kelsey, yeah, yeah, I'd never know met a dude named Kelsey before. But um, one day he was wearing short sleeves for the first time ever and had a huge trident on his forearm uh, tattooed. I'm like, you a seal man? He's like, yeah, and then just. Over the course of talking to him and stuff, he knew that he wasn't one of those guys faking it, but he never ever brought it up unless somebody else brought it up. Like he was the, the true humble, Ooh. the crow to crow, humble hero. I never met this guy. Well, you didn't meet much anybody from my engineering school. No, no, no. You you went away to yeah, engineering I went away from school. So I was yeah. in Tyler, Texas, living away from home for that shit. It's the ones that are quiet that you know saw some shit or legitimate like they're not boasting and stuff it's just the ones that didn't do much are the ones that like brag about how badass they are and you're like <sighs> most of the time that is definitely true it's like man <laughs> like that corman that you know like the guys that claim they have a <laughs> that talk about how big their junk is all the time and most of the time it's like oh it's cute where's its mommy <laughs> and then same thing same thing <laughs> Oh, going back to the submarines, Chaz says, uh, people say their worst fear is water leaks on subs, but the worst is fire because it sucks, sucks all the oxygen out Ooh, of the sub. I yes. think about no, that. No, thank you. No, mm -mm. I don't want any of that. Put me in the water. <laughs> You're like, underwater diving, not so bad. No. I actually I found a very it. interesting Thanks. tidbit about my job uh, today that I didn't know. Um, I work at a steel mill. And I'm on the furnace deck. We're actually we melt uh, roughly 200 tons of steel in 45 minutes, from solid to complete liquid, 3,000 degrees in 45 minutes. Um, and they're they're carried around by an overhead crane in these gigantic ladles. And I found out today that if one of them falls and spills the the liquid steel all over the place, that pretty much everybody within like 10 or 15 foot of the spill is going to die not because of the heat because it's just so hot it sucks all the oxygen out holy shit <laughs> great i have a new fear <laughs> that was fun tomorrow <laughs> we're applying for life insurance right? which is which is also why but this also anybody always there <laughs> well anybody that that operates any of the cranes that, oh, that handles liquid steel uh you have to do this extreme physical background check that i went through i didn't realize why until now but yeah you have to do a ekg and full physical all this extra stuff if you can't pass your ekg you can't run it we have a good and question. now i'm like all right now i realize why we have a question question for the doc is it harder to adjust a fat person or a skinnier person i man that's a tough one because i would say most of the time someone who's overweight but there are some skinny people that are very arthritic and they just don't move very well. So it, it's more of a quality of motion of their joints than it is their weight, but it definitely puts a lot, it, it's a lot more work to adjust someone who's overweight for sure. So would you say then usually younger is easier than older? Where are they stiffen up? Oh, yeah. 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 JD, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm fat and old. Jesus. Damn it. Yeah, you <laughs> are no hope. Friend. <laughs> I've been watching the wrong kind of porn. I need to go for those fat old guys. <laughs> just playing. I'm just. I don't watch. Man. Porn. I don't watch porn. <laughs> I never thought you could hurt me like that. Jeez. <laughs> That one's stung. Like, I'm just like, I'm just like, I completely disagree with all of that except for the old part. 
So, <laughs> so I'm <that's> fat. <laughs> no, no, I said I disagree with just. Oh no, <laughs> I don't disagree with the old with the old part. I only disagree with the fat part. That's what I was saying. Uh, maybe Get your I story straight. <laughs> no, no, same story. Justifiable homicide. Fat. You just have a, a beer, uh, like a beer belly, but with skinny everything else. It's, it's like, but you are old. It's like Mr. Potato Head with toothpick appendages. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter how many days I hit leg day, I'm fucked. <laughs> Why do I want to bake Mr. Potato Head? No, I don't know. You tell me. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. And with that, we need to start wrapping it up. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we uh, close it out here, Tony? I, I kind of want to talk more about Mr. Potato Head, but no, no. <laughs> oh, I'm going to put the head in Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. And with that, we are going to call it a night. Uh, Tony, thank you very much for joining us. It was an absolute blast. Um, I hope it was everything you, you wished for and more. Probably not. Uh, but I'm okay with that. I've come to terms with it. Um, what do you got? <laughs> Not that it was great meeting you, Tony. So thank you for coming on the show and joining this absolute chaos that we call a podcast. <laughs> and uh, thank you all for tuning in. As always, if you're going to be out drinking, make sure you find a sober ride home or drink from home. It's way cheaper and you don't get in fights and uh, you don't make bad decisions. Go to bed with a 10, wake up with a two. Unless it's a bartender, apparently it works out for everyone who bangs bartenders. So, just saying. So, thank you all. Make sure you go check out all of our old episodes on YouTube and any of your favorite podcasting platforms. We'll see you next week at the same beer time, same, same beer, beer channel. channel. We have another author on a, with us next week, uh, Trip Ains. Uh, he's a marine vet that does um, sci-fi, but like really fucked up sci-fi stories that people would make up when they're on deployment hopped up on rivets <laughs> so we have that to look forward to next week uh, again thank you very much tony for coming in uh we'll see you all next week love you guys bye everybody thank you